Buckingham's guys. Thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. Today's January 16th. Uh, no news is, well, bad news, I guess. MLB brought their deal to the table and we wait. Uh, at least we have the NFL playoffs to keep us occupied. My name's Josh, joined always by my brother Jake. What's up, dude? How you doing, man? Doing all right. Uh, well, let's talk NFL wildcard weekend. May as well, right? Might as well, How do you feel man. about the games so far? They've been, they've been pretty good games. I mean, even the, the blowout, the Buffalo blowout of the Patriots, like it was still an interesting watch. Yeah. Game. I felt like Buffalo was on all cylinders, and they did kind of lose, lose my interest which, a little bit there. But Which is why, a little bit of why it was interesting, you know. Sure. I mean, yeah. I guess... I'll be I'll be completely honest. I guess, you know, what I saw, it was interesting because I was playing cards with some friends. So it was on. (laughs) That's an easy way to do it. I kept looking at, you know, kept looking at it and saying whatnot. But yeah. And the early game yesterday was a nail biter. Cincinnati got their first playoff win in 31 years. Yep. So I guess Pirate fans, we know how that feels. (laughs) So, I mean, it wasn't quite that long, but. Uh, right. You know, kudos to them for that. Um, then today, the um, yeah, the Cowboys first game, game, the first game, the Eagles did not put up Eagles. much of a fight at all. That Cowboys game no. was absolutely bonkers. Yeah, it was crazy. Uh, I just felt like just... yeah, just bonkers. There's mistakes everywhere. Everywhere. For, for the first half, all the mistakes were on Dallas's side. Second half, it was everywhere. Everywhere. Every from. Those last two minutes were just ridiculous to watch. Like I, I had a hard time watching it. Painful, but dramatic, and yeah, did keep you watching. But I yeah. watched it with a couple Cowboys fans, so very, very nervous room. <laughs> but also a lot of, a lot of questions. Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why won't the ref let them call Hut? Which I think is the biggest thing about the earlier play, where they got the delay of game. Not the one that yeah. ended the game. The one that ended the game, there's reasons. And, like, you have to understand that he has to touch the ball. You shouldn't have ran to begin with. Yeah. So th- there's all the things at the end of the game. Like, that was that could have went any which way. I still think he shouldn't be knocking people over to do it. And then he reset the ball, meaning everyone on the offense had to then move. Like, just touch the ball and let him sn- snap it or spike it. Yeah. You don't have to reset it and move it back. Yeah, well, then he moved it, what, like four inches? Yeah, well, but the whole so line had like, to move. Right. And then they had to I mean. make sure they were lined up. And that's. Does four inches really make a difference? Especially when they knocked the center and the quarterback a foot past the ball. <laughs> he just drilled well, them. Yeah, but I mean, he was just trying to get through the line because the line had already lined up. I get it. But he's got to get there. He was actually doing his best to get to the ball as soon as possible. Yeah. But he I don't made know why it. He, had to move he it. did make it look like it was his fault where if he just would have, like, made like if he would have asked Dak in the center that hey you guys have to give me room then it would have been on their fault for being in the way yeah but the ref did make it look like his fault but the one earlier in the game was the bonehead move to me uh when they did the fake punt they did not change their personnel which means the ref does not have to allow the defense to get set you don't have to do that unless the offense changes their personnel that is not the rule and well, the 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 Cowboys weren't even they weren't even set. They couldn't even they, they were waiting they didn't know what they were doing. They, no, no, they were they waiting. They were moving all over the place. 
Well, once they were moving all, they were never in a spot where they even thought about. They stood that. there for five seconds. No, not yes, sad. they did. So the, not, with the no. with the kicker out to the right. Once he yeah, went he out kept to the right, back and forth. Yeah, because he was like, "Why? Why are we not?" He's like, we? "I don't know what we're doing." He was fine. They, they, the problem is, is yeah. they didn't know what they were doing because the ref wouldn't let him call hut. The problem is they didn't get the first down and just bring Dak Prescott and the offense out. That's the problem. Well, that's a decision problem, like, not a, not an officiating problem. You know what I'm saying? I see what you're saying. Well, the, there were there was no officiating problem. There was. You do they not have to let the defense letting, get set. The off. You don't have to let the personnel. offense get set. They didn't change personnel. They they did a whole line change. The the uh, the offense did not. They didn't even try to call hut. There was no. There was nobody. They weren't to allowed call to call hut. They were still moving around. Nope. Nope, they, they were, were waiting. All over the they, place. they were waiting because the ref told them to wait, and the ref was waiting for the defense to get set, and they do not have to do that. That was the problem on that play. Now, at 14 seconds, uh, Tony Roman never said anything like that. So I just at 14 seconds left on the play clock, the ref was going to let them call hut, and then they waited until 10 seconds left to change their line. So then it becomes well, you know, now, but you didn't want to run a play then, right? Because now they had their defense out there, and you have a kicker out for wide receiver. Yeah. So you weren't going to run a play at that point, but they they waited right. too long to then switch their line, and then it was on them. But then even yeah. then they were set and ready with three seconds on the play clock, and the and the ref didn't let them call hut until one second. So that's still the ref doesn't have to let the offense get set. They can get an illegal formation penalty if they want to call hut when they're not set. You know what I mean? Right. Like that's not up to the ref, but the ref held them up waiting for the defense to do a change. And that's not right. That, I didn't even notice. I like when the whole thing was going on. I didn't even notice anybody for the Cowboys trying to be the quarterback. Like, yeah, there was a guy it didn't in look shotgun like there was anybody standing there. there waiting. He was just standing there waiting it didn't for the look go. Like it to me. That's fine, but he was he was standing there waiting for it to just saying like just give me the go so we can call Hut and run this play. And then the kicker was like, "Why aren't we able? Can I? Do I have to move?" <laughs> so then it, the whole thing got confusing and. It was an absolute mess. Either way, I thought it was crazy yeah, that speaking, they called the speaking fake pun. messes, this winter storm's a mess. The winter storm's a mess. Jeez Louise. It started snowing here about 5 o'clock, and, and it's, what, quarter to 10? And we, we have about four inches of snow outside already. Yeah, we have ice here. It's just dumping. We have a, it's just a sheet. Well, there's like an inch of snow, but then there's a covering of ice over top of it that's maybe another inch. Like it's, it's terrible. Yeah, me too. I'm absolutely tired of this. Well, so it. we're recording this. It's it's uh it's after nine. So the Steelers are still playing. So we don't know the answer to that. And so I guess um, do we do score up? I mean, it's twenty-one seven right now at halftime. Okay. Oh, it is halftime. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that, that's not looking good. And I guess that matters on how much uh, the Pittsburgh fans are ready for baseball yet. <laughs> <laughs> right now, we're being distracted a little bit by all the football stuff going on. And if you're, a, you know, an NFL fan or a football fan, you'll continue to be distracted even if your team's out. But um, at that point, we're kind of leaning into this to be distracted because of nothing going on. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? And so you yeah. kind of, and you just wonder with your, you know, dominant Steeler fan base that's going to be listening to this, uh, you know, looking like it's possible for the season to be over tonight and for, uh, you know, Ben's career to be over and things like that. So yeah. after, you know, a week of, of talking about it, you're going to be ready to look into baseball and we're just hoping there's baseball to talk about. Yeah. At least some kind of something. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah there's just not a lot. I mean, you see some minor league signings. You see some guys retiring. You see some. Yeah, we're holding on to these. We've got a couple of them. Eric Gonzalez signs minor league deal with the Marlins. Kyle Crick yeah. with the White Sox. There are more, but basically what we do here is we just kind of look for like those former Pirates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just because that's, you know, I mean, the only thing that's really even anything for us. But also we had a couple former Pirates retire. Yep. The Milkman. Tra- Malky Cabrera. And uh, Travis Snyder. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. I forgot about that. What was your take on, I mean, Melky was there for one wait, one season or maybe one and a half, something like that. I forget. I think he was there for one full season. He was one full season, but I didn't know if he started the next season with us or not. But, um, but like Travis Snyder was kind of an interesting one. What did you think of him? I mean, I, I liked the guy. I didn't think he was that good. <laughs> so does this I mean, kind of remind like a- you of like what they're doing right now? You know what I mean? Like, does it still feel the same? Like, Travis Snyder was a former big-time prospect of the Blue Jays. He didn't mm-hmm. quite pan out, so we brought him in. We did the same thing with Lasting's Millage. We did the same thing with, you know, and, and now we're doing the same thing with Anthony Alford. We're doing the same thing with, um, oh, geez, what was the other guy that was, uh, Fowler. Oh, Fowler, yeah. 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 Who else was you going to, who? Uh, was it Owens? Or is he one of our guys? Owens. Oh, Hunter, uh, Hunter, Owens? Hunter Owens? No, he was just one of our guys that we called up. Okay. But like those former big-time guys, I thought there was one more. Um, I mean, you can put Yoshi on that list. He wasn't really like a draft pick, one prospect, but he was a guy that was supposed to pan out and didn't. Yeah. And we're giving him another shot. Kai Tom, I, I don't know if he was a high draft pick or not. Maybe. I'm not but sure. like basically, it's just the idea that, man, really drawing a blank on that, but it's just the idea that like you bring in these these former big-time guys and, and hope – that you can get something out of them because the athleticism is there. And, you know what I mean? For Travis Snyder, it was like that power could just show up at any minute. Remember what happened with Brandon Moss? And, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it, there were times where it felt like maybe. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I do remember, though, Travis Snyder, if there was ever a scuffle, man, he had your back. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> he always had your back. Yeah. But, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, there's not a whole lot going on, and there there won't be. Um, so let's go ahead and get into MLB brought their proposal, their core economics proposal to the table, and as we assumed, it's not going to be – I mean, like, they're not going to bring it to the table and the players go, all right, let's do it. Like, that's never going to happen. <laughs> no. It's going to go down to the wire, um, but this one's no different. It was uh, it was no. Um Things like the minimum salary was expected to go up to like 600K. By the end of the agreement, it was only as high as like 700K. So like that's not, you're not even close right now. Um, right. And I know that's one of the big things. Um, I, I'm trying to think at this point, you know, like we talked about last week with the article from Jeff Pass and everything. Uh, we're worried. You know, I mean, you're now worried, but the only thing that makes you more worried than going into it, because I said, they're not going to accept it. No. But the thing that makes you, to. yeah, the thing that makes you more worried about it is they're so far away. And yeah. that's the, like, if you didn't even, you barely budged to get close to what they're looking at. And that's the thing that kind of bugs me. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're, it's going to take give and take from both sides. And if, if one side's not willing to budge, then this deal's not going to be a fun process. And it's going to take longer. Yeah. 
What was the really weird one? If a team has a 100 ranked top prospect on its opening day roster and that player finishes in the top five in voting for a major award, MVP, Cy Young, or Rookie of the Year, during one of his arbitration eligible seasons, the team would receive a bonus draft pick. What? It doesn't even make sense. How does that even... The idea is to provide a benefit for teams so they won't hold back top prospects for service time reasons as extra playing time might help a player earn an award like this, like Rookie of the Year, as soon as possible. Players have reservations about this, including concerns over how the list of top prospects eligible would be determined, which means they would just fudge those numbers. Right. And just, you know what I mean? They'd just screw that up. So it's not getting rid of Super 2 and just doing, um, what is it? And just doing arbitration, like four years of arbitration. I don't know. I know that the players are wanting maybe to hit free agency after four seasons. This is one that I have a big problem with because right now Pittsburgh has a hard enough time keeping guys there for six years because then they go to free agency. So we have a max of five years with a player who – who is determined, let's clear this up, these players are determined to hit free agency. If you're a player, it doesn't matter what team you play for. Your goal, especially if you're if you're a Boris client, it's out of the question. Think Garrett right. Cole. Think Josh mm-hmm. Bell. Those guys are never going to sign an extension. They will always push to go to free agency. Yeah. They will not sign an extension. and Or else Bryce Harper would have. Right? I mean, he had it made. And they had the money offered. Um, well, he signed one extension, didn't he? I don't think. He signed... No, he's... Well, early... Like, did he sign early on? He signed at something? I think He was so. just signing one-year like, deals. Instead of like going... Juan, to, didn't Juan Soto just do that? They just do that with Soto? I don't remember. It might have been a one-year deal... Like, I know Mike Trout signed a one-year deal the year before he signed his big thing. But his was an extension. I don't think Harper signed an extension. He might have signed a one-year deal to avoid arbitration, but I don't remember him actually signing an an extension. And if he signed any sort of deal with the Nationals, it probably still would have only gotten him to his free agent year. How many years did he spend in Washington is the question. You know what I mean? Yeah. Thought he was there for a while. Pulling up his baseball reference page now. Yeah, me too. <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. But the first year, so I don't know, maybe. Yeah, he signed maybe that one-year deal. It's possible to sign a one-year deal. I don't think so, though. I think he still had rookie status. Maybe. He couldn't have. He couldn't have after 139 games. Right. He got rookie of the year. That's one. Two, three, four, five, six, seven years. It's possible he signed a one-year deal with Washington for $21 million before going to free agency. Yeah, I'm looking at his transactions, and it just says... Well, because it's... by the Nationals first round. Yeah. Players signed in 2010. Granted free agency in 2018. Yeah. Signed as a free agent with Philadelphia Phillies. Yeah. So he wasn't signed as a free agent, which means it had to have been something done. His last two years in Washington, he made thirteen point six million and twenty one point six. But that could have been arbitration. Yeah. I I got Sport Track up right now, and it looks like he declined 
That's 2018. He declined his ex- his qualifying offer. Right here, signed a one-year, in 2017, signed a one-year $21 million extension with the Nationals. So he signed, in, in January of 2017, he signed the one-year deal. In May, he signed his extension for the following season. I got you. So he did sign a one-year extension to stay in Washington. But either way, it, it, that wasn't even really, I, I wonder what played into that. But the idea is, was that, that that wasn't him signing a five-year extension to give to buy out years of free agency necessarily. And Bryce Harper made his debut at 19 years old, which means he still hit free agency at you know 27 years old or yeah. 26 years old. You know what I mean? Juan Soto is not signed. So that that's all that's all I'm saying is it's just not gonna you weren't gonna get Garrett Cole. You weren't even gonna get Jamison Tyone. Jamison no. Tyone, as much as he liked being in Pittsburgh and he was sad about leaving Pittsburgh, he still wanted to go to free agency. Yeah. And he was very adamant about that. He said this is part of the way that the players do things. We play, we go to free agency, we get a contract. Like that's how things work. And that's okay right. that you think that, but the idea is that's what these players are going for, which means Pittsburgh has the maximum of six years with a player. But if you do leave him there for six years and you extend a qualifying offer and he goes to free agency, the best thing you get is a draft a pick. supplemental draft pick. Right. So instead, you you are more apt. I mean, look at what we got for Tyone when we traded him and we had to do it with you know however much time left in order to get more of a return or whatever. And if you lower that to four years, like I just don't even know what you have. Right. I don't I don't know what you do and what you have. Like you're gonna have to wait until they're ready. You there is no more. Like the days of bringing up a guy to get him experience doesn't exist. No. It used to be you'd get called up to the majors and you'd play as a backup for a couple of years, trying to earn your way to the starting spot. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, I don't feel like that's the case anymore. I feel like they're calling them up to be the starter. And they're not calling them up until they're ready to be the starter. Yeah. And that's the thing is I'm not calling you up until you're ready to make an immediate impact. And even now, there's some movement. Like I think Sherrington showed us last year, he's willing to to give a guy a cup of coffee, to give him yeah. a taste of it, to know what he needs to work on. Um, and I do, I believe that they need to play every day. I believe you don't get better by being at the major league club. Right. You do get better by being at the minor leagues. And so I think that that kind of stuff plays, but we're just, we're just in a bad spot as, I mean, here's the thing, knowing what we know about our front office and where they're willing to spend money and where they're not, we won't, I mean, it'll, we'll be like a college team four years and done three years and done. Cause they'll go to the draft or, you know what I'm saying? Like. Once yep. we make a trade, it's basically like a guy leaving college as a sophomore or junior. You know what I mean? Yep. And we're ba- we're basically way you're a pirate fan, and you'll never be a fan of a player again. Yeah, the only way that won't happen is if we start trading away our prospects for players. Yeah, but then you just like, get into a like mess. Major league ready? Like, okay, we brought him up. We had him for one year. He he did well. Let's trade him and get somebody who's you know. 30 years old that can still produce. I just think that it's, yeah, I just don't think that, who are you going to get that from? Another no, I, small I'm market just, team that's doing the same thing you're doing. You know what I mean? They're not. No, it's going to be somebody who, can, who expects to be able to keep that player. But even then, like, you, you're get who are you getting for that player? A guy that they're ready to give up on. Yeah. If he's going to be good. So, like, then it's going to make us even worse. 
We're going to end up with a bunch of Jeremy, Jeremy Bernitzes on our team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like that, yeah. to me, what you're saying is worse. You're talking about anti-tanking, and yet you're going to make it even harder for these teams who aren't spending money. Here's the thing. We don't have the books. We have right. no idea why they don't spend money. We think they should, obviously. All of us think they should, and we think they're holding out, obviously, mm-hmm. but I don't think changing it to four years is going to all of a sudden make them spend money. No. It's just not going to happen. And that's the problem I have with the whole thing is we're not creating any kind of balance at all by doing that. All you're no. doing is getting your veterans to make more money. So instead your, your of looking... veterans to make more? I think I, I thought they were trying to get it so that the... The younger players could make more. Two years younger than what they do now, though. You see what I'm saying? By by changing yeah. it from six to four years, you're not making anyone more rich except for the rich. Yeah. You're allowing free agency to happen earlier. And it's also going to, I don't know, I think it's going to have a reverse effect because you might have like, well, now there's 10 more people available. I don't need yeah. to spend you, I don't need to spend $28 million on you when I can get this guy for 22 and so, if anything, it's going to drive prices down. The last guy signed is going to be the highest paid, not the first guy. Where right yeah. now, you're driving the price up because it's like, we have to get him. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. And maybe it's the same. But I yeah, don't think it is. With a, with a bigger pool of players, I think you'll accept. I think it'll start driving the price down a little bit. Either way, I don't, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think, if anything, they'll go to arbitration sooner. I kind of wish they would ditch arbitration, just increase prices in general. Start yeah. these players off at a million. You know what I'm saying? Give them an extra million every season. By the time yeah. you go to, you're making six million. You know what I mean? Yeah. That alone is going to make the Pirates spend more money. Unfortunately, it's, it's just a number on a piece of paper. Right. Like that doesn't mean they're going to go out and take a risk on a free agent who's already aging. You know what I mean? Like that, it yeah. just feels like that's not in, they can't, it feels like they can't afford to put a bunch of money into one player who may not work out. Because if it does, yeah. then that limits their ability to sign guys like O'Neill Cruz and Nick Gonzalez long-term. Well, we would sign those guys, except we just went out and got the latest free agent and now we can't afford to do that, and we have him for eight years, so we're going to have to let one of these young guys not go extended, and then what happens if that guy, that big free agent you signed for eight years, let's say it's Carlos Correa, you know, I'm just saying as an example. Sure. Let's say he, like, fails. Falls apart. Yeah. All of a sudden, he strikes out a million times a year, and he he has to move to third base because he can't handle short. You know what I'm saying? Like, some weird thing like that where it's like, oh, now we put... 28 million a year, 30 million a year into this guy, which limits us to signing some of our young guys to extensions, which would have been a lot cheaper than that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I still don't think that it gets a team like the pirates to go out and compete in free agency just because you you know, it just doesn't make any sense. There has to be money. Now I understand. It's a weird argument. There is money, right? We know this. Well, we don't know this, but we assume there is money to spend. They could be spending the money. There's no way that there's not more than $30 million, right? I mean, there's right. money. There's money available. If they could spend over $100 million back when they were in the playoffs, they can spend more than $30 million right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, that's just yeah, they could easily They could easily be, pay, be paying a $70 million payroll. Easily. So anyway, the thing is, which is, is more for than, whatever reason. Which is almost more than double. Right. 
for yeah, whatever reason, yeah, whatever reason they have of not spending money is still going to exist. Mm-hmm. And you hear a lot about salary cap and things like that. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think that's even on the table. And quite frankly, there would be so much that would have to change in order for that to happen that I just don't think that it's in the cards. Right. You've got to say that every one of these TV deals now has to be owned by Major League Baseball, not by the team. The team cannot mm-hmm. make money off of TV deals because that's where all your money comes from. Most of your money comes from. You know, we look, we were talking about this before. Merchandise sales, that goes to MLB. They're the ones that have those deals with Fanatics and with, and with Nike, and they have those deals. They're the ones putting that merch in the Pirates merch store. So when you buy that, it goes back to them. Think of it like yeah. as a record label. You know what I'm saying? Like that's basically what they're doing here. If you had a record deal, and I don't know if any of you know stuff about this, but if you have a record deal, you don't pay for, well, of course, we're dated here, right? We're a little bit old here. You don't pay for yeah. your CDs. You don't pay for a lot of merch. A lot of times that's the the record label sends you the merch and says sell it. But then you uh, you only make 10% of that, and then you have to pay the people who actually spent the money on there. You have to pay them yeah. back. You're basically right. just getting loans. And that's essentially how the merchandise goes. And I don't know, ticket pro- I've I've seen a million places like ticket sales don't do much for player salaries either. You could not go to the games, it's not going to make an impact. They don't see that money. Ticket sales goes to playing paying Airmark for the food vendors and whoever else. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. stadium stuff. <clears throat> stadium right. upkeep, stuff like that is was my is my understanding of it. I don't know if any of that is I mean nobody I say nobody knows. People know, but I haven't seen there's no definitive source out there that I've seen. So, Ethan, if you're listening, he probably will tell you, well, this is a pretty definitive source. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I mean? The idea is that that kind of stuff is not going to make an impact. You've already got the TV deal, and the TV deals will pay. If, if MLB, if there's going to be a salary cap, then just like the NFL, the money has to go to the NFL, and then everybody gets the same amount of money to spend. Yeah. Everything comes up. Everything gets sent out evenly. You can't do that right now because baseball doesn't operate that way. Baseball operates right. in, we handle our stuff, he handles his stuff. If we do a poor job, we pay for it. You know what I'm saying? And and that's mm-hmm. that's all it is. It then just comes down to strategy. Well, we're all dealing with the same amount of money, so now it just depends on what decisions you make and stuff like that. And that's all fine. That's an argument you can make, but all I'm saying is it will be a lot harder to get those owners to give up. Like, think about it. Pittsburgh, we'd be like, heck yeah, dude. We get the same money to spend that the Yankees, but the <laughs> Yankees and the Dodgers are thinking, yeah, right, we worked hard to get this. Yeah, And then you're just going to take it from us? And I'm kind of with it. I'm kind of like, yeah, you're right. J- that Kudos to them for doing that. If we, you know, if we did better, and I know some of it's circumstantial because of geography and whatnot, but they did the work to get that deal. We didn't. Yeah. What, are we just going to mooch off of them? Like, I just don't, I don't like that idea. And we were also talking, oh, did you see, you know, so-and-so. I'm like, dude, I don't even know who plays for anyone in the NFL hardly. I know the stars because yeah. they change so often. You want guys to stay in Pittsburgh for their career, then you can forget about a sal- unless the salary cap is huge, it's not going to happen. Right. Especially when you're talking about guaranteed money right now in baseball, and the NFL is not. I can cut you and stop paying you. I, I get a pen. Yeah, I get a penalty, but I, that's it. Yeah, I, I don't see the the players ever agreeing to the salary cap. I can't imagine how they could. It, it's a it's a competitive balance thing. I get that. But I just think it's so far away from possible when it comes to yeah. and 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 I and I will say this right now because I've had some conversations with some people about this because I can't help but think I'm I'm a player's guy. I think the players are the product and that they deserve the money. 
And I feel sometimes like a salary cap would limit the amount of money that the top end player would make. And for sure. And so like, I, I understand if you make the salary cap big enough, then it won't. And so that would be the way to, to do it. Um, but it also would be a way to keep, the thing is, is I don't know that there are teams out there who have, I mean, other than the Dodgers and I think that's it who have like multiple $30 million guys on their team. Yeah. Do the pot. I mean, the Padres have Tatis, but that's the only one making 30, right? Yeah. I think anyway, it's not like the NBA where they had a problem with super teams. Right. You know what I mean? And part of me says, if you put a salary cap in, how are you ever going to... I, I'm also somebody who likes Derek Jeter staying in New York his whole career. Now, they're able to do that. We're obviously not, or McCutcheon would have been here his whole career. Um, right. But like, things like that, I know that's a that's a history thing, and that's an old school thing. If you're, if you're one of those guys saying, I want to keep our guys, well, you're old school, and that's okay. You know what I'm saying? That's an old school belief. If you're new school, then you think four years, move them on, get somebody else. That's who you are. Um, unless you think sign the big free agent that's proven, but then I say Albert Pujols wasn't worth all that. Right. You know what I mean? Like that was a bad signing. Even if he gave you five good years, he gave you five awful years of a lot of money and really strapped you. And now you have Mike Trout and you can't get into the playoffs with the best player in the game. And then you add Shohei Otani and you still can't. Right. So, you know, uh, you yeah, can't you can't it, build tough. around that. No. So I, I don't know. I just don't think a salary cap's the answer. I uh, reserve the right to be proven wrong on that, and I would be willing to have that conversation with anyone who wants to have it. Because I, I mean, <laughs> we, I, that's that's where I'm at. Like I don't have all the answers. I don't think anybody does. But I think there's a lot of schools of thought, and there's things that people understand. I also think that the owners would have to then report their books, and then we'd have to know where all their money's going, and they're not going to want to yeah. do that either. Nope. So. <laughs> Just to kind of get us moving along a little bit, yeah. Couple things that that are kind of a little bit of positive. Expanded playoff bracket. It seems like the players have expressed openness for the twelve seat twelve team postseason in the past, but the expa- expanded playoff is arguably players' biggest bargaining chip. I'm trying to figure out like. I just read that off the the trade rumors website. I'm trying to wrap my head around what that even like. What are they What are they bargaining? You know, are they saying, "Hey, we'll you know we'll accept the the expanded postseason if we can get something else"? Like, yeah, I mean, that's their biggest bargaining chip. As in, yeah, I see what you're saying. In saying like, we'll allow you to get more teams in the postseason if you do this. Like, right. other than that, it. I mean, the owners really aren't asking for much. How do yeah. you feel about that? I don't know. I, I know you're speaking from a agreement atmosphere here, but just speaking from where we are with expanded playoffs anyway. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of the one game playing games. Not, I mean, they're playoff, playoff games. They're playoff. not play in. They're That's playoff right. games. I, I've heard way too many people say that the Pirates only made the postseason once in those three years. That is absolutely incorrect. Right. Especially, especially, Especially when you consider they were not the fifth team. Right. In the regular season, they earned their way in. Had the one-game playoff not existed, they would have had a series right out of the gate. Had that fifth team not been a team, the Pirates were the fourth team all three of those years. So I will argue that to the the death of me because you are 100% incorrect. They're a playoff team. I don't care. Right. 
And, and and based on that, if if you would if you would say, yeah, but they were the fifteen men five years ago, they wouldn't even have made it. That's fair. I would give you that 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 is fair. Right, but it's still not it's still not facts. It's because not fact because that is a playoff game. It's yeah, it's not then. It's now. So and I'll say that it has to happen that way. You cannot give baseball teams time off. Right, but I don't. If if they're going to expand, basically, in my opinion, if they're going to expand the playoffs, nobody gets a buy. Nobody can get a buy. Nobody can because you got to play series. Because if you do buys, then it has to be a one game, and I just I can't subscribe to that. It has to at least be a three game set. Baseball's not played in one game. Right. Oh, it adds drama. Not. Yeah, it also adds it also adds a rip off to the team who would have just been in a series. Right. And then got eliminated by one pitcher. We were a better team than both of those teams we lost to. I believe. Which means, great. Remember this. Yeah. Both teams we lost to went on to win the World Series. Right. Yeah, you're silent right now. Yeah, I'm silent right now because I'm trying to. I'm trying to think because we lost to the Giants who won the World Series. In 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 what we year? We beat the Reds. Well, but we beat the Reds, so we were there. That was that was. Right. And we lost to the Cubs and Jake Arrieta, right? Mm-hmm. But the Cubs won it in 2016. The the year after they beat us because we were in the playoffs 13, 14, and 15. Yeah. The Cubs won their World Series in 2016. Hang on. Uh, no. Are you sure? I mean, obviously not since you just said no. <laughs> but I was, I, wa- I was pretty sure. Okay, so 2016, they won the World Series. 2015, they lost. They didn't even go to the World Series. Right. And that was the year that Arietta beat us. I could have swore he went on that nasty run. Huh, the way I remember things. <laughs> I think he still did. I don't think they lost any games that he pitched. Yeah. It was at the yeah, it was at the end of the year when he was nasty and we just ran yeah. into him when he was hot and yeah. But the Giants did win it in twenty fourteen. Yeah. With Bumgarner going off. Yeah, and Bumgarner, yeah. Bumgarner's one that beat us. Yeah, but we got and the Cardinals crushed. made it to the World Series after they beat us in the first in the in the divisional round. Oh, so that yeah, maybe that's what I'm thinking of then is that we lost to the Cardinals and they made it to the World Series, but they didn't win. Yeah, and the Reds, the Red Sox beat them. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, I'm wrong there, but the idea is that the Cubs and the Giants were the the gifted teams. They were the ones gifted their way in. You know, they yeah. were the road teams and the Reds, but that one worked out the way that it was supposed to. Yeah. But it's just the idea that I just still feel like in a three-game series, we would have beat both those teams. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a big ace. I know a lot of you guys out there will think, well, we had Burnett and we had Cole and we had Liriano. Yeah, they were all good. They were all good pitchers. Right. They were not a bona fide. They were not Bumgarner. They were not Jake Arrieta. They weren't even Johnny Cueto. And and you right. can beat John. You can beat those aces, and we showed that you can do that. But it's still not. It's not the same. We didn't have that no. guy. You know what I mean? And that hurts. That doesn't mean you're not a better team. Right. We had more wins than all three of those teams in the regular season, and we swept the card or the swept the the Reds that year to host that game. Yeah, that's right. So we played three in Cincinnati, swept them so that we could host that game. Yeah, so I guess you know, in a in a nutshell, I'm not against the the expanded playoffs as long as they 
do series and don't have a buy. You just top seed plays the low seed. And yeah, the only problem I have with it is that you're just allowing more teams to get in. And you end up with like the NFL has teams that are seven and nine and making it to the postseason. Like that stinks. Yeah, NHL. I think NHL has more than fifty percent of the yeah. league make the playoffs. Yeah, it's brutal. And the, every one of them is a seven game series. Their playoffs last so long. Oh, they're and two the other months. thing, the other thing with with baseball is you do these three game sets, and that's fine. Like I would even be okay with that. At least you give a three game set. Now the thing is, is the same team has to host all three of them. Yeah, you're not going to gain a home game by doing this. No, not going to happen. You literally get, you literally get home field advantage. Yep, for that whole first series. And I think it, I think it could go that way either way. But I I do agree with you can figure out a way to not give a team a buy. Then however many teams you have to add to make that happen, I'm open to listening. But outside of that, I don't want it. And the only reason is is because it's hard to make the postseason in baseball. Yep. And you play 162 games. If you can't figure yeah. out who the teams that should be there are by the end of 162, then you've got to shorten the season if you're going to expand the playoffs. You have to. Yeah. You absolutely have to. You have a hundred and no other sport has 162 games to determine who makes it. So right. anything could happen if a team's bad and they and they surge towards the end of the season to make their way into the playoffs and barely squeeze in, but they're the hot team, so they have an opportunity to go on and win. That's fine. And that happens in the NFL, and that can happen in NHL, although seems, seems it would be a little more rare in the NHL because every game's such a long series where the NFL's like, dude, if you win tonight, anything can happen. If you play the game, you have a chance to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how good or bad you are. You could have no wins. The other team could have no losses. And that day, you could beat that team. Right. I mean, that's just the way it is. If things go your way. You know what I mean? Yeah. But well, for that other, to happen the, in a three-game set is different. Right. Looks like another thing that they're kind of both sides are pretty agreed upon is the universal DH. I think it's something that's going to I think it's going to be here when this is all said and done. It. This here says the use of the DH in both American and National Leagues, the Universal DH, has widely been expected to be a part of the CBA. Oh, yeah. The Players Union seems agreeable, agreeable to the idea as long as the Universal Universal DH isn't tied to something as a, else as a bargaining chip. Yeah, that's fair. I don't care. So I don't no, care. I don't, what, I don't even think that's a – it's not really – yeah, it's not a bargaining chip. Like, they could – they could care less if it's there or not. There, there are guys on both sides of the fence, so I don't think the players' union really could have much of a real stance on this because there's probably a lot of guys who say, no, we want to hit, and there's probably a lot of guys who say, I don't want to get in the batter's box. I right. think it changes things where, you know, like National League pitchers, they're not going to throw at a hitter like American League pitchers will because American League pitchers right. don't have to get in the box. Throw at me, and then watch my pitcher throw at you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's a little bit of that that, that gamesmanship that maybe they don't even allow that kind of stuff to happen anymore, but a bunch of babies, right. <laughs> a bunch of sissies playing these games. It's like now. as soon as you throw a pitch on the inside, there's warnings on the yeah, plate. Get there's out a here. warning thrown. You don't even yeah. allow pitchers to work inside. Right. And then, and then you say like, Oh, there's these guys that are leading the setting records for getting hit. Well, that's because they stand an inch away from the plate because you're not allowed to hit them because you're not allowed to hit so them. Let's, Take away the inside part of half of the plate, make them throw it. You know, I, it's just, I don't like it. As a, obviously nowhere near, you know, 
making it or anything like that. But as a former pitcher, I mean, I loved pounding the inside of the plate, and I didn't throw hard. Yeah, well, it doesn't matter. On the inside of the plate, you got to get it on their hands. Inside the plate, if they're if they're able to get out over the plate, then anything on the outside corner is in the meat. Yeah, you have to throw inside corner, especially when they're crowding the plate like that. Now, I'm not a proponent of head hunting, but I think that you should be able to hit people if you want. Yep. If if you don't want to get hit, back up. Don't. Yeah. You know, don't be weak and crowd the plate. I'm, you can't be both of those things. If you're going to crowd the plate, you have to be tough. <laughs> I think you should be allowed to hit people on purpose as long as it's not above the shoulders. Well, I I don't think that I don't think that, but I I mean all it takes is for you to say I didn't do it on purpose. You know what I mean? I don't think yeah. there should ever be a time where like, yeah, I did it. <laughs> like I just oh, still I don't do. Yeah, I mean I I don't know about that, but cuz you could I've still it, I've done it once in my life. Like I don't think I think it takes a lot to get there. But if you do that, then you got to be okay. Like, if you say that, you got to be okay with being thrown out of the game. Like, that's to me, that's where that is. It's like, no, I will hit you on purpose, but it's, I, and I'm okay with getting thrown out of this game right now. I just think there has to be a way for you to at least disguise it. I, the only reason I say that is because if one gets away from you, you know what I mean? And you were sure. aiming for the inside and you miss high, like, that's still not acceptable. I, I'm all about like not messing with guys' heads and, you know what I mean? Oh, like, you got to stay away from the heads. Well, but if I mean, but if you're if you're intending to hit somebody in the hip and you miss, if you're intending to hit the inside corner and you miss into the hip, that's one thing. You know what I mean? But you got to miss sure. a lot. I don't know. I I get. I see what you're saying. I, I think there is a time when you can, you know, protect or you know, whether it's protecting your plate or protecting a player or things like that. I think that the game has the ability, has had the ability, to kind of monitor itself. In those ways, I know that this very old school way of thinking, and I know I say that a lot, but I think there are definite lines, and I and I think that some of that stuff for safety and and whatever reason, um, you know, I get it. I, I also think that you know you're getting paid a lot of money to take that risk. Yeah, you know what I mean. I'm not going to get into a batter's box against these pitchers for free. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm just yeah, not going to. But right. I get if I get paid a million dollars to do it, heck yeah, I'll take an at bat against these guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, you know that I just think that there's the reason that they're going to make a lot of money, and especially the NFL, is because of the risk involved. And so uh, you know what I mean. And and the NFL is is no longer the violent sport that it used to be, which was much yeah. of its attraction to the public. But now it's like, well, we want kids to watch, and we want, uh, you know, we want. Uh, women to watch and, and the ones who wouldn't have watched before. Right. Just to, you know what I mean? Like we want it to be for everyone where it used to be, even when we were kids, like, you know, all, all your friends, dads were all into football. All your friends, moms were like, nah, it's not my thing. It's too violent. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that's just what I remember. And now like, it's not that way. They've done a really good job of marketing it, but as a result, they've also uh, made it a lot less violent. Mm-hmm. And so, it's in that way you say, well, I mean, that's good for player safety and everything, but it also kind of lost some of its, um, some of its appeal. Now its appeal yeah. is in fantasy sports and things like that more so than it is in like, arr, arr, arr. you know what I mean? Like it's no longer yeah. that tough guy sport. I mean, it is still, there is still room for that. I like to see sure. guys that are tough. Matt yeah. Stafford, you know what I mean? Like you can dislocate mm-hmm. my shoulder. I'm still going to go out there and throw a touchdown with my arm hanging down. Yeah. Like that to me is just like, yeah, that's a dude I want to root for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Those tough guys. But obviously everything's within rules. You can't go headhunting and killing people and you know what I'm saying? Right. Stuff like that. 
But anyway, I, off subject there again. That's that's <laughs> all about best. the DH. That is what we do best. Listen, we didn't have. There's not a whole lot to cover right now. So this is where we are. I told Jake before. I was like, dude, let's wing it. Let's let's let these conversations just kind of go without you know wasting too much time on repeating things and whatever else. You know what I mean? There's not news. Yeah. So okay, so let's go for let's move forward. We're, we've talked about some of the things. Look this stuff up because it's out there. If you're really interested, you'll look it up and you'll, uh, you know, I don't know how we feel about more teams getting into the postseason. Would it even would it even help a team spend more money? Or the other argument is no, because they think they could squeeze in without spending more money. So it's going to do yep. the opposite. And I think the players recognize that too, and they say, I don't think that's going to incentivize anyone. Um. But I also, I just don't know where I'm at with the tanking. I, I know the players aren't tanking. I know the coaches aren't tanking. None of those guys are trying to lose games. You will never convince me of that until somebody opens their mouth and said, yeah, we were told to lose games, so we're losing games. And if they do, shame on you, and I don't think that's the case across the board. Like they're, they're, you, could have a, you could have a point if you show me that a team lost some games at the end and then they drafted a college guy and he didn't play one game in the minor leagues. Came straight in, was immediately hitting twenty five homers a year for your club. It's not going to happen. Uh, that's why I don't think tanking is like nothing's a guarantee in baseball. It's yeah, not I don't like even think NFL that's draft. it. I think it's the idea of like saying, "Well, you don't have a team to win games." That you could say is tanking, but you'll never convince me that the players are tanking. Right? You could you could convince me that the Pirates front office is somewhat tanking. If your definition of tanking is different than mine, you know what I mean? If you're trying to lose games and you're talking to the players saying lose games, you're talking to the manager. And if a guy's doing really good, you take him out. If a guy's doing really bad, you leave him in and you put yourself in situations to lose. If that kind of stuff was happening night in and night out, then I'd believe that at least the manager was convinced to tank. Yeah. But I'm not. I think that those guys go out there and they battle and they try to win. And I don't think that you'd yeah, ever convince that. And I think that if a team did that and, and tried to, to send that message down, I think you'd hear about it. Yeah. I think the players would play hard anyway and you'd hear about it. Granted, it, if it did come out that it happened, I think it'd be a one-off situation. It would not prove anything. Right. It would not prove anything to me. I would think, well, that's terrible. And I can't believe that that happened. You know what I mean? And it would be a scandal and a, situation and in the front of the news i don't think that that'd be like yeah this is what's going on kind of like what everybody did with houston oh everybody's doing it no everybody's not doing it (laughs) like they cheated and everybody's not doing it so yeah not to that extent just when you when you come out there and you say well if one if one team's caught up then it must be everybody well that's a terrible assumption on your part right and it's dangerous to believe that kind of stuff yeah you're talking Black Sox type stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, I just say we, I just say we wrap it up here. Does this change anything on the chances of getting anything started or late or earlier? Is anything changed? I mean, we knew they weren't going to. Yeah. We knew they weren't going to accept the first deal they get. We knew that wasn't going to happen. So does it make you more nervous knowing that if these numbers are right, that they're so far away, does that make you more nervous that they didn't really budge all that much? I mean, for minimum salary to go up to 600, 
and, and which is what five seventy five right now, I think. You know what I mean? Somewhere Something around there. Like that, yeah. And they only went up that much. Yeah. And then by the end of the agreement, it's like seven hundred. Like, dude, you are you need to be at a million. First Listen, year players if, need to be making a million dollars. I think that if if they're gonna leave it that low, I think they could get away with leaving it that low if they make it more for the minor leagues. Like if you're on the forty man roster, you make that money regardless of whether you're in triple A or yeah, double A or at the major league level. You make right. league minimum if you're on the forty man roster. If you're on roster. the forty man roster, you make league minimum. Yeah. I think I think they could get away with that. But still, I think if you're on the major league roster, twenty six man roster, you should be making Yeah, because then close, you're saying at least, at least close to a million dollars. If you're taking my playing time away away, at least you're not taking my money away. I say and three now, quarters of a million. Now, I say I say take I, it up to seven fifty. But now, I mean, think about this, though. If you say, if you're on the 40-man roster, you make this money. Now, what you're saying is, you're going to be motivated to bring me up. Well, if I'm paying you league minimum, why would I keep you from being, if I'm keeping you at that point, it's it's on my expense. Yeah. So that's actually a great point. If you're on the 40-man roster, you make league minimum. Now, let's say this. If you're in your second year, and you're, you're, like, your second year of service, right, where it gets bumped up a little bit and you get sent down to the minors. Is it still like I make the bumped up or I make league minimum while I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Then there's a, you could do, about. yeah, you could yeah. do something like that, but that's actually a good point. And I, I think that would definitely motivate these, these front offices to say, well, if, we, if he's actually ready, we're paying him. You may as well bring him up. Or even if there's a small discrepancy between the two, like say, no, I think it makes it easier well, just as, <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just trying to do layers. You know what I mean? Yeah, because right now it's significant. Because right different. now, I mean, you were trying to figure out the CBA contract. Yeah. Because <laughs> we're in the room with them. Yeah, good point. And that's not my job, right? <laughs> right. That's not our job. But yeah. Yeah. So but it's fine. Uh, no, I mean, the chances, the ch- I don't think the chances have changed all that much. I think they're going to, you know, we were expecting this to happen. So yeah. Our, our earlier thoughts should still be somewhat the same i still th- i still think i still think there's a chance the season's the regular season starts on time yeah as you said last week it's a little more of um it's a little more of you've got to still have a spring training but yeah you're right i don't think spring training gets started on time i don't either but i think they shorten it a couple weeks and and they still just move on with it yeah you're right yeah at this point, it depends on how what they come back with and how much they budge. If the players come back with the same exact numbers that they came back with before, then shame on them. Like you, you, That's not right. how you come to an agreement. Yes, right. you don't agree with it, then barely come down. Then at least come down as much as they went up or whatever the situation is. I, I yeah. just, I don't know. I don't, I don't know like how all this um, needs to happen. I don't know. All I know is I want there to be baseball, so work it out. And if the game changes, then I'll either say this is a good change or this is a bad change and I can talk about it. And that's the good thing about sports is we can talk about it. Yep. So we can either like it or not like it. But either way, I'm not going to stop watching baseball. <laughs> I just right. I don't see a place where I stop watching. I, I mean, there's no there's nothing else. If, if I love baseball, right? Right. I don't have college baseball. Dude, I've tried to watch college baseball. It is nowhere near. Like it's not, there's a lot of errors. There's a lot, it's metal bats, which is annoying because they use those crappy BB core bats that sound like pingers all the time now. I can't stand that ping. Like I just want to hear, like I just want to see good. It's just, there's a big, 
there's a big difference between how many guys that are playing college baseball who will actually make it to the majors. There are still good players. I just don't feel like the games is exciting. Right. It's it's hard. College football is different. They're basically almost there. But even then, you yeah. get drop passes and you have to say, "Ah, oh, he's just a kid." Mm-hmm. You know. But like, I, I just don't enjoy watching. And it's so hard to watch college baseball. Like, it's not on. Right. That makes it harder. That's my big thing. Like, you, there's nowhere to watch Even it. when you I mean, watch I'll, it, I'll the watch. quality's crap. Yeah. It's just different. I watch the World Series. I, I, I usually tend yeah, to Yeah, but then the you're World talking Series. about the best of the best. You know what I mean? Like, right. outside of that, like, it's just not, it's not the I'd same. Still, I, I, I'd still on my bucket list to go yeah. to the college world. It's like, go to the tournament. Yeah. I think that would be just awesome. Yeah. Yeah, there's always something different about being there. Oh, I'm sure it is. I mean, anytime, but especially yeah. baseball. I, I don't feel the same about football. I'd rather watch it on TV nine times yeah. out of ten. Um, actually, for me, ten sport. times out of ten, football's probably the only sport I'd rather watch at home. Yeah, yeah, I, hockey's I mean, better in person too. So is basketball. Basketball, yeah, I won't watch on TV. I'll watch a little bit here and there. I'll watch Ohio State Michigan game. Okay. I didn't even think that was a thing in basketball. Oh, it's it's the whole it's every sport. Okay. Well, yeah, but, I mean, for me, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll I guess if 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 people are hanging out and watching like the final four or something. Yeah. I'll go just to and hang I'll out. And I watch I watch but, the I watch March Madness if the Buckeyes are in it. Yeah, but we're, you know, I got a friend who coaches Yeah. collegiate basketball and we go to almost every home game. Because, yeah. you know, he's my friend. I, I love to watch him coach because he's a super yeah. chill dude. But then you get him. He's actually mostly still ch- real chill, but he's all business. Yeah. And the other night he got real excited. They almost took down a really good team. But it was. I'm going to have to come out and watch one of them. You games. are, dude. It's ex- it, it, it can get exciting. Yeah. But but anyway, I mean, it's at least fun to go. And yeah. I mean, it kind of helps when you have a friend who's there and stuff like that. And you know, you know, Jared, so. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. I'm, when we get a response from the players, we'll have more information and we'll go from there. I mean, this is what we're doing right now is we're waiting. This is now the longest lockout. We don't have – it's nervous time. Yeah. It's nervous time. So, uh, I mean, I just think that's where we are. Yep. You got anything else? No. It's just wait and see. Wait and see. That's all there is to it. Yep. Um, I, there's going to be a huge amount of deals as soon as this thing gets worked out. Huge. You got a ton of guys who are unsigned right now. You've got a ton of guys who are talking about trading. I wouldn't be surprised if the Pirates are not involved in just about any of that. Right. Even though I think they should be. I think they could add to this roster, even if just for a little while. I think there are people that I'd be willing to let go. Yeah. to see what happens other than that I've got nothing else nope let's go box let's go box guys remember find us on all the socials Twitter Facebook Instagram bridge the number two Bucktober likes follows all those things audio podcast available in your favorite place video podcast available on YouTube. Subscribes, likes, comments, and that. All the things. Thank you, guys.
Let's go, Buck.